1: And now, it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. The Buck Baloo Show here on the fans, 680 and 93.7. Happy Thursday to you. Thursday, January the 11th. Big day in the Baloo family. Might have time for that a little later in the show. Right now, though, we got a lot going on. Nick Saban yesterday. Bill Belichick today. My goodness. We got things going on out there. No problem with content on this show. As we, uh, we've got about 42 minutes to fill. And I think we're going to be able to do that on a day like today. So let's get right to work. Bucks big take. College football has lost its mind. It's out of control, with no leadership at the top. And now the greatest coach of this generation is the latest example of just how crazy it is. Yesterday in Tuscaloosa, the Crimson Tide football complex, Coach Saban was busy interviewing prospective assistant coaches, and then an hour later was in front of his team telling his players that he was retiring. Saban, now 72 years old, leaves disgusted with the state of college football. Disillusion with the NIL and the big money deals, the transfer situation and all the tampering that's going on with rosters, plus the seemingly endless recruiting calendar. His 17-year run at Alabama was spectacular. 16 straight seasons of 10-plus wins, 10 SEC titles, and six national championships. His Crimson Tide teams dominated. His legacy, a commitment to excellence. A tremendous recruiter, developer of talent with players and assistant coaches high-level X's and O's expertise, and a leader of men. No one did it better at the college level than Coach Saban. And Alabama Athletic Director Greg Byrne, how would you like to trade places with him today? Not me. Byrne now faces doing the impossible, replacing Nick Saban. The A-list appears to be Oregon's Dan Lanning, Clemson's Dabo Sweeney, and Ole Miss coach Lane Kiffin. Stay tuned. This is going to be very interesting. And know if you're wondering, Coach Sabeman did not retire at Alabama to become the new Falcons head coach. Big Take is brought to you by deco Systems. Heating and air for your HVAC repair. Contact locally owned deco Systems at deco-systems.com. Those folks are keeping Atlanta comfortable one home at a time. All right, let's see what's popping. You know what's popping. Let's find out what's yeah, There's no doubt about what's popping out there. As we wake up to the news this morning that the great Bill Belichick... Starting ways with the Boston Patriots, as I call them. 24 years with the Patriots organization. And it all ended with a disappointing 4-3 and three season. Coach Belichick, I believe 71 years old right now. Needing five wins to get that Don Shula career win record. And as you know, six Super Bowl championships as the head man with the Patriots. Presser coming up at noon. And apparently the owner, uh, Bob Kraft, and Bill Belichick will be there together for the press conference. Time to separate, time to move on to a new chapter for both the Patriots organization and Bill Belichick. Just uh, texted back and forth with our man Chris Mortensen, who is uh, plugged in, obviously, when it comes to things like this. You know, it's pretty obvious Bill Belichick wants to continue as a head coach in the National Football League. And Mort's saying that he's gone through some self-reflection on him having total control of the personnel department. Said he had spoken with Bill Parcells. He and Bill have talked about it. Parcells told him how the Cowboys deal worked out just fine for him. You know, Parcells famous for that line. You may have heard it. Uh, if I'm going to shop for the groceries, then I should be able to cook the meal.
2: It's the opposite, though. If I'm going to cook yeah. the meal, I want to pick out the groceries. If i to the meal, then right, I need yeah. to go
1: shop for the groceries. Yeah. And Parcells, with the Cowboys deal late in his career, able to get over there and give up control of the personnel decisions. And allow the Jones boys to do that. Uh, More saying that Belichick had lost a lot of good personnel people over the years. You know, when you're successful, like Nick Saban and Bill Pelichick, then you got people that work on your staff that are going to be plucked out of there. People are going to want a piece of your action, the success. So Belichick has had a lot of different personnel people through the years. Just not the same after Tom Brady left, obviously, but... Still willing to make some changes in in the way he does things. Still one heck of a coach, Mort says, and has the energy to still be successful as a head coach in the National Football League. I think that should give Falcons fans a little bit of hope. Because look, if uh, he would consider an offer from Arthur Blank and the Atlanta Falcons, And obviously, he would have to give up a lot of the control as it relates to the personnel department. Because Arthur's got a room full of personnel people. I believe three, four, five different former general managers in the league. Uh, The structure up at Flowery Branch with the Falcons, a little bit different than it is at a lot of these other places in the National Football League. So that would be a big change for Parcells. And I continue to believe he won't be an option, a real option, for the Atlanta Falcons. So the A-list, I had one of the boys at the coffee shop saying that the Falcons' A-list seemed a little unreasonable. That the A-list was Nick Saban, Bill Belichick, Kirby Smart, Jim Harbaugh, and then a late addition of Pete Carroll. What? <laughs> so then, after, and this is all those guys are leaving. <laughs> this, this is previous where the boy at the coffee shop was saying that. Uh, you know, after Rich McKay and Arthur Blank heard Saban say no, Belichick say no, Kirby Smart say no, Jim Harbaugh say no, and Pete Carroll say no, they would then turn to the B list, which seems a lot more reasonable, and that would be a young coordinator that's willing to go to work where. In a place where he didn't have any control, basically. Go to a place where they're going to tell him who they're going to draft, where they tell him who the free agents will be, where they tell him what the roster will look like, and where they tell him as quarterback who the quarterback will be. I think a lot of these qualified, successful, legitimate head coaching candidates would be unwilling to work under those circumstances. I don't know. I'm just going out on a limb and saying that one. So it is, con- uh, to me, it is cons- uh, encouraging to see that, you know, the Falcons have lined up some interviews. And uh, we will talk about that coming up a little later in the show. But How about that? We've got Nick Saban retiring on Wednesday. And the very next day, Bill Belichick and the Patriots separating. Greatest coach in our generation here in college football retiring. And the very next day, greatest coach in the National Football League moving on from the Boston Patriots. So you're wondering, hey, man, what's tomorrow going to bring? <laughs> Tell you the news tomorrow won't be any close anywhere close to what it is today. Pete Carroll really didn't pick a good time to retire. They kind of stole his thunder pretty quickly. Yeah, I guess they, uh, you know, Pete's been around a long, long time, too. He's made himself one of the all-time greats. Now the opinion. trend yeah. is you're going to go with somebody young. Expertise on one side of the ball. And then we're going to dictate who his coaches will be, who what the roster will be, who they're going to draft. Uh, who the free agents will be, blah, 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 is the way that's going on these days. Blah, blah, blah. So uh, there you go. Big news out of the gate today. Uh, Saban retiring, Belichick stepping down. Again, that news conference will uh, be coming up at noon today. Coming back on the other side, we're actually going to talk some football as far as on the field. Got the wild card playoff weekend coming up. We're going to break it down, get into the Falcon search for a head coach, and it uh, doesn't look like Josh Brooks will be able to make it today on the Bulldog beat. He has had to pull out at the last second, so no, you've been hearing about him being on the show today. Josh will not be able to make it today. So the Blue Show continues back on the other side, talking about the big playoff games we've got coming up this weekend. You're listening to The fans, 680 and 93.7. show on the fan 680 and 93.7 Nick Saban retires and then the very next day Bill Belichick steps down in Boston with the Patriots. What could be next? Nothing that would compare to those two pieces of news that came down here the last two days. Nothing at all. It is a big weekend in the National Football League. We're going to have plenty of football to check out tomorrow. We'll talk about the NFC games today. Let's bounce around the AFC wild card matchups. And let's start with the first game we'll see coming up Saturday at 4.30 on NBC. I'm going to see you in a sports bar, I'm guessing. So we have TV. We don't get NBC right now. There's a contract dispute going on. So we'll see you somewhere. 4.30 on Saturday. Browns in Houston taking on the Texans. A 4.30 kickoff in that one. Browns a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road in the playoffs, man. You don't see a heck of a lot of that. Texans with that rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud. These teams played uh, back week 16, so only a few weeks ago. They matched up in Houston. Cleveland won the game 36-22. But the big deal there is C.J. Stroud didn't play in that game. Davis Mills was the quarterback. Stroud was out with concussion-like symptoms. So Stroud be back in there making his playoff debut against a really tough defense. Browns, Defensively, number one in total defense in the National Football League. Number one against the pass, too. That week 16 game against the Texans. Davis Mills, the quarterback for the Houston Club. He was sacked three times, had two interceptions. You know, that's one thing Stroud has really been great at. I know he's been sacked 38 times, eighth most in the NFL, but Stroud has done a really good job in protecting the football, and you don't see a lot of rookie quarterbacks doing that he does not turn the ball over a heck of a lot but uh, facing a big challenge in that Cleveland defense who were locked and loaded you got Joe Flacco running the Browns offense now 38 years old he's older than some of these NFL coaching candidates that are interviewing out there getting ready to interview Flacco 10 and 5 in the playoffs his teams were he's passed for 300 plus yards and These last four starts that he had. The Texans defense playing the run tough, allowing 21 points a game. And if you had to ask me, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. Key in this game, Texans have to get to Joe Flacco. He's not a guy that at 38 years old is going to avoid the rush. He's been red hot throwing the ball around. Got to dirty up the pocket. Got to get in there and get Flacco on the ground. Get the old man on the ground. Dirty old man. That would be the big key in this game for the Texans. Then we got uh, Dolphins and Chiefs. That is the Saturday night game. It's on the... Be streaming on Peacock. And I guarantee you, there'll be a lot of people, especially those over 40... Saturday night, will be flipping through the channels on their TV, looking for the game. Where's the game? Who's carrying the, the uh, Dolphins in the Chiefs game? Where is that one at? It's going to be on Peacock, man. It's going to be streaming. Come on. Get ready for that. cold. Get cold. Dolphins coming in cold. They've lost three of their last five games. They've only had one win versus a team with a winning record. That's the red flag. Now, they played the Chiefs earlier this year. Remember, the game was in Germany. They traveled all the way to Germany to play the game. Kansas City won that one 21-14. Now, this one's going to be in frigid weather conditions. Taylor Swift is going to have to dress up, bundle up, get on a couple of jackets, maybe a hoodie. As she gets ready for this one, she's going to be in one of those luxury suites. I'm sure they'll have the heater going on. But uh, if, if the cold weather hurts anybody, it's going to hurt the Miami Dolphins. They've lost 10 games in a row when the temperatures are under 40 degrees.
5: Cold cold.
1: They throw the ball around. Not, not really the, the best formula when you're playing in freezing, windy, gusty conditions. To a 0-4 when the temperatures are under 45. their offense built on that short to intermediate passing game where the ball gets out quick high percentage passes gonna be a tough go for the Dolphins chief favored Chiefs favored by four in the game Tyreek Hill is back running routes for Tua so you would think that would help them uh, help them a little bit Dolphins defense banged up not a good thing but you look at what the Chiefs have been doing on offense man they have been Underachieving big time, man. They do have their left tackle back, Donovan Smith. That's going to help Pat Mahomes, help protect him. Chiefs have only scored 25-plus twice in the final 10 games of the season. Think about that for a second. Most dynamic offense in the National Football League with the MVP a quarterback. they scored more than 25 twice in the final 10 games of the season. Sounds like the Falcons, doesn't it? Who never scored thirty points the entire season? Mahomes nine and two in home playoff games, eleven and three overall in the playoffs. That includes two Super Bowl wins. Advantage Chiefs with attempts and the conditions frigid. They're in Kansas City. Coming up on Sunday, the early game going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers there in Buffalo taking on the Bills, a one o'clock kickoff. That one's on CBS. I do believe I'll be able to pick that one up. Bills favored by 10. But I guarantee you one thing, Mike Tomlin is going to have his team coached up. They've won three in a row, sneaking in the playoffs. Now, look, J.J. Watt's not going to play sure josh allen is thrilled to hear that one while with an mcl sprain so he's going to be out of there for this game and how about the steelers at the quarterback position kenny pickett struggled most of the year he's been dinged up now he's ready to go now but tomlin's not putting his butt back out there they're going to continue to go with mason rudolph who has stepped in and done an amazing job over the last three games completing 75 percent of his passes five touchdowns zero that's right zero interceptions Steelers averaging 27 points a game in those three victories with Mason Rudolph as the quarterback Bills coming in hot they were six and six in week 13 made that change at the offensive coordinator position now they've won five in a row to end the season and in those five wins they beat three playoff teams they're coming in hot brother Josh Allen and Joe Brady having a ton of success. And I don't want to take any credit for this. Obviously, Brady wasn't listening to me back in week 13 where, you know, my take on the situation was Josh Allen turning the ball over way too much, trying to fit the ball in way too many tight places from the pocket. Look, he's athletic. He can extend plays. I remember saying way back then what they need is Josh Allen to take advantage of that athleticism. Hey, instead of trying to force it in the pocket into these tight spots and getting picked off, use your legs, man. Extend the play. Get out of the pocket. Run with it. Throw it on the run. Throw it out of bounds. And that's exactly what he's been doing. Extending plays with the legs, not forcing the ball in the pocket. Now suddenly the bills offensively have unlocked uh, some of the issues they've had. Now they, they've also tightened it up on defense, allowing 20 plus, only twice in these last five games, all victories. Their defense has tightened it up. Say that 10point spread there, I'd not a betting man, but if I was gambling on this one, I think I might take the Steelers plus the 10 and say the Bills win the game. They just don't cover. Meanwhile, the Ravens are resting up, healing. Number one seed in the AFC getting ready for the lowest seed in the divisional round coming up. And you got Todd Monken interviewing all over the place. Well, not not all over the place. I have not seen Todd Monkin's name mentioned with the Atlanta Falcons, and I'm disappointed with that. So let's talk about this Falcon search here for a second. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on The Fan. Yeah, Falcons now uh, seemingly have lined up some interviews trying to catch up with these other teams in the hunt for a new head coach so ben johnson lined up to have an interview with the atlanta falcons now i don't know when i mean this could happen fast right the lions are in the playoffs so ben johnson's a busy man now he was a walk-on quarterback at north carolina 2004 through 2007 Got his start in the coaching business as the tight end coach for BC and then jumped to the NFL with the Dolphins as the tight end coach and then wide receiver coach. And has been the Lions passing game coordinator, tight ends coach, and now the offensive coordinator the last two years. Ben Johnson, a popular guy, 37 years old. He's already lined up interviews with the Chargers and the Commanders. And you can add the Falcons to that list. I bet his head coach is saying, man, don't get too distracted with this head coaching search, all right? We're looking to win a Super Bowl in Detroit. How how odd does that sound? We're looking to win a Super Bowl in Detroit, baby. Falcons also reportedly have lined up an interview with a member of the Baltimore Ravens staff, but it's not Todd Munkin, believe it or not. It's Anthony Weaver. Ravens assistant. Also, Aaron Glenn. Aaron Glenn, a uh, defensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. And also Steve Wilks. Now, Steve Wilks is longtime NFL coach. Now the 49ers defensive coordinator uh, at last check. You probably remember him standing on the sidelines in Charlotte for the Panthers. Now the 49ers defensive coordinator, uh, head coaching experienced, heck of a football coach. I like this interview. They've lined up with Steve Wilkes. He's legit and might be a good fit. But no Todd Monkin. I, I just don't get it. Todd Monkin busy interviewing with uh, some of the other uh, teams out there, but, but not the Falcons. Even though he has unleashed Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, making him the most valuable player with the scheme that he's implemented there for Lamar. Munkin, obviously awesome, as the offensive coordinator at Georgia. A couple national championships coached up. Stetson Bennett. Many people believe Munkin ready for the opportunity to be a head coach in the National Football League. And I continue to believe he'd be a great fit here in Atlanta with the Falcons. He would handle the offensive side of the ball, probably hire an offensive coordinator to run his scheme. Munken, I don't know this to be a fact, but I would assume he would have no problem keeping Ryan Nielsen on as the defensive coordinator, which I think makes sense. I mean, continuity means something, folks. Nielsen, I know they gave up some points in the last two games of the year, but they had one hand tied behind their back with some injuries. Overall, Nielsen did a really good job as a defensive coordinator in my opinion. This season, Monkin's innovative, runs a sharp offensive scheme. And I believe he would be a guy that you will, maybe this is the rub here with Monken. See, I think what you'd want to do is hire Monken. Bring him in and tell Munkin, look to lure him in. As you and Terry Fontenot need you to get together and decide what quarterback you want to select with that first-round pick. And we'll go out and make it happen. So if it's Jaden Daniels, we'll figure out how to move up. We had Mort on yesterday, Mort believing to get Jaden Daniels, you're going to have to move up to number three in the draft. So you tell Munkin, hey, if it's Jaden Daniels that you want, sort of a... Similar skill set to Lamar Jackson, in my opinion. Maybe a little better in the pocket coming out of college than Lamar was. Jaden Daniels, electric with that skill set. Munken very familiar. Building his scheme around a quarterback like that. That would be a home run to me. Bringing in Munkin, keeping Nielsen. And then Fontenot and Munkin selecting a quarterback to take in the first round of the NFL draft. But what do I know, man? I'm just a sports talk host. What? No, nothing. All I did was hand it to Herschel. As I continue to hear that one.
2: Well, we really didn't know nothing about uh, the the search and flowery branch until finally uh, late yesterday and now finally this morning
1: we are getting these Some requests of the leaks are coming out yeah
2: we were we were totally in the dark didn't hear anything so at least we can
1: think something is in motion out of flowery branch i got a feeling yeah, i just you know continue to shake my head though dt when i hear these folks saying okay uh, falcons are going big game hun they're bringing in bill belichick come on man seriously seriously Nick Saban? No, that's a joke. Kirby Smart? That's a joke. I do, you know, I do think it's a viral, real possibility. That, uh, that ride thing I do on social media—you're a big deal. It's like fifty thousand people, as I understand it. Uh, we're checking that out. That little thirty-second video of uh, our social media department dominating—that's for sure. Yeah, good lord. You know, maybe it was the uh, the necklace I had on yesterday that giving me a little street cred around town. A little bling on the camera—that yeah. doesn't hurt, yeah. Rhett was uh, asking about that when I got home yesterday. When I picked him up from wrestling, he said, "Dad, turn over the chain." <laughs> so where's my chain? I now? heard you had the chain on. You got to <laughs> turn that back over. He's got more than one though. I might swipe one of them. Let's get to the Bulldog beat. Don't want to forget about that. The fans got a Georgia Bulldogs national champion on the beat.
2: 25-20, far I like
1: 15-10, get in there, touchdown! This is the Bulldog beat with Buck Balloon, Presented by Georgia's own credit union and attorney Ken Nugent. Yeah, and no, on the Bulldog beat today, man, we're anticipating that Josh Brooks, the J. Reed Parker director of athletics, at the University of Georgia would would join us today. Something obviously came up preventing Josh from being on the show today. So we had to shift gears a little bit. And, boy, it was a uh, busy day at the Blue household yesterday. We got a lot going on. I can barely keep up most of the days. But settled in late last night and checking out the Georgia Bulldogs on the basketball court at the Stag, man, taking on Arkansas and f- able to settle in and watch the second half of the ball game last night. And Georgia emerging with a 76-66 to victory over a Razorback team that was determined coming off a blowout loss at home to Auburn. They were determined. They were going to come out and get this thing turned around. And Georgia, on a nine-game win streak... Looking like maybe they were going to be fat and happy last night and Arkansas was going to come in and take them down. Arkansas never had the lead once the entire game. Not once did the Razorbacks have the lead. As the Bulldogs come away with the victory and are now 10-0 and at Stegman this season and have now won 10 games overall. And I tell you what, it's a pleasure to watch the Bulldogs this year. You know, a year ago, it seemed like they had trouble throwing it in the ocean most nights. They couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. And you're seeing these guys now. They're, uh, they're able to, in the backcourt, they, they've got some handles back there. They've got a couple of point guards that can really handle the ball and not turn the ball over. they got some shooters. they got some bigs. And they're well coached. I mean, they're actually a pleasure to watch. And I know it was a late game last night, and so the Steg was not sold out completely. But I tell you what, I loaded up the boys. We went over there and saw during the Christmas holidays, saw the Georgia Tech game. It was packed. And that atmosphere was awesome at the Steg. I don't think I've ever seen it like that. In fact, I've never seen it like that. And I go back a few years with the Georgia program. Handful of years there, but it was fun to watch, man. I mean, and, uh, Road Dog Gillespie, our producer of this show, is getting a lot of airtime sitting there courtside, running the radio broadcast for the Georgia Bulldogs, sitting right next to Chuck Dowdle, who used to host this segment here on 680 The Fan. At the time, it was the Bulldog Roundtable. Now we've uh, made a move into the Bulldog beat. But Mike White joined us on the show earlier this week. We appreciate him coming on and also doing an outstanding job coaching up the Georgia Bulldogs men's basketball team. And I'm going to tell you, man, it's only going to get better. They've lined up a couple of big five-star recruits. Wilkins is one of them. Recognize that name, Wilkins. Lined up to sign and they'll be joining the Bulldog program next season. But a lot of fun seeing them take down Arkansas last night as the Bulldogs are looking like a threat in the SEC these days. And again, uh, Road Dog, you can't pay for airtime like Road Dog was getting last night. We're talking close-ups, too. I mean, that camera was finding Road Dogg. He's got Mike White standing right in front of him. That's the key is Mike White stands right in front of us. So I get a lot of airtime due to Mike White. And sometimes they inbound the ball right there
2: as well in front of the radio broadcast. So Chuck, Scott, and I end up on the TV a
1: lot. All right, coming back on the other side, man, we'll continue to talk about the Saban news, the Belichick news. And uh, maybe take your phone call, 404-231-1680, the number. Love to hear from you. You got the Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7.
0: This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation
1: Got the Buffalo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7, 404-231-1680, the number. We ask you to join us here on the show. Uh, A lot of things popping there in the sports world. Saban retiring yesterday, although home team wants uh, Saban to continue to work. Take over as the commissioner of college football. That sounds like a big job. Gone. I think Saban's going to head up to Lake Burton. He and Miss Terry going to get on that boat.
2: Improve that handicap a little bit, maybe.
1: Head down to South Florida, play a little golf. That new spread they've got down there. And enjoy retirement. And then Bill Belichick parting ways with the Boston Patriots. Too. This morning and that press conference coming up at the top of uh, noon today. High noon. Let's go to Steve Kendrick. He's been running the show at Infinity of Gwinnett for years. And, Steve, first time that you, you've ever called in the show, man, I I just appreciate that so much.
2: Well, Buck, somebody told me that we set a record for 20 years together.
1: And I can't thank you enough for that, pal.
2: Well, uh, you know, that's reciprocal. And um, the reason why I called in is because uh, my 20 years ended to yesterday. I retired and uh, going to look forward to uh, spending some time with uh, family and friends.
1: So the Falcons hadn't called you yet.
2: <laughs> well, that might be one that I would uh, turn down because uh, I don't like their makeup in their front office.
1: Well, what about Alabama? Would you consider that job? That's a big job.
2: Yeah, but, uh, you know, I think that was even over my head, too.
1: Well, i tell you what, your retirement party was a big hit. It was great to be able to be there with you. And what a great run, Steve, we had together. You, uh, I look at you as like the, the car man in the city of Atlanta. Nobody did it better than you, pal. It was such an honor to be a part of what you were doing there at Infinity of Gwinnett for all those years. And uh, you supported me in ways that nobody else has ever done in this community as far as the sports talk radio business has gone. And I just won't ever be able to thank you enough, Steve Kendrick.
2: Well, I appreciate that, Buck. And you keep up that that camp, uh, the quarterback camp. I think that's one of the best things you've ever done. And uh, keep going with it. And uh, I look forward to hearing you uh, for years to come.
1: Steve Kendrick, we appreciate you, man. Enjoy that retirement. Look forward to catching uh, catching up with you soon. Thank you, Buck. Yeah, Kendrick, man. Backed us up on the high school quarterback and wide receiver camp that we had with a uh, sponsorship on that. We would be unable to have done that over the last several years without the support of Steve Kendrick. We're going to miss him. Everybody's retiring, huh, Buck? Telling you, man. Not me. Unless it's a forced retirement. Uh, Scott joins us on the fan here on the Buck Belushi show. Scott, what's going on, man?
5: Hey, well, I'm not retiring either. I'm a 22-year educator and uh, teacher at Lambert High School. I can't re- I can't retire until 30. So you I'm got your hands 30, full, brother. <laughs> yeah, I got some good kids here, though. Uh, wanted to talk to you real quick, uh, Georgia basketball and uh, Saban. Georgia basketball, uh, as a longtime fan, follower, and uh, actually a manager back in the 90s with Tubby, I've never been more optimistic than we are right now. Coach White, uh, he maximizes what we have. Our our roster is somewhat limited right now, you know, as as is going to be the process as you're building. But he gets everything that is possible out of those guys. And Saturday is a great opportunity. Uh, Tennessee, they're great. It's a great basketball team. But they're vulnerable. And um, Mississippi State got them last night, so maybe we can too. But as far as saving, I just think we're looking at what's indicative of the landscape. You know, you guys have seen it. Roy Williams walk away. Shashevsky walk away, uh, Jay Wright walk away in college basketball. I think these guys just don't want to deal with all the nonsense anymore. I, and I, I've heard some other rumors about maybe some, some health issues in his family. But I just think these guys are, are not going to want to deal with all the nonsense. And I really hope that we can get things under control in college football and we don't lose. As much as I dislike the man, I respect the man because he's obviously taken a lot from Georgia um on the field uh but he's an honorable man and, and hasn't broken the rules outside of that so um i just hope we can fix things in college athletics so we don't lose uh, these legends earlier than we should well scott keep up the
1: great work there at lambert high they're lucky to have you man we appreciate it. Oh, he's gonna hang up and listen yeah and so greg byrne the athletic director at alabama trying to do the impossible as i said at the start of the show replacing nick saban i mean how do you really go about doing that And they are searching for, listen at this, this is what Alabama and Greg Byrne are looking for in the next head coach. They're looking for a strong recruiter. They're looking for a relationship builder, both with the team and at the university and with the fan base. Saban did a great job of doing that. You're looking for a coach that can come in and continue this great player development that Nick Saban had at alabama where they're they're basically you hear the term coaching them up nobody was doing it better than nick saban you get great players and you come in and you develop those players nick saban part of the successful formula there at uh, alabama also they're looking for a coach that excels in x's and o's well doesn't that go without saying i mean you're not going to hire a head coach at a place like Alabama, unless the guy knows football inside and out, offense and defense, line of scrimmage play, passing game, coverage, special teams—I mean, you got to be an expert in all these areas if you're going to be a successful head coach at the college football level uh, at one of these top 20 uh, programs. So, excelling in the X's and O's, which Saban did to the very end, and you know the last example I've got of that. Is in the SEC championship game back in early December at MBS. He and uh, Kevin Steele, the defensive coordinator, they put together a defensive plan to slow down this Georgia offense. And after the first possession of the game, Georgia got the ball, drove it down the field for a touchdown. And immediately, Nick Saban and Steele spoke. They didn't wait to halftime to make halftime adjustments. They made these adjustments immediately after the first possession of the game. Got Dallas Turner off the ball. We're back on the ball, rushing the passer. And Alabama did a really good job against that Georgia offense that day. So how are you going to get a coach that's all those things? Strong recruiter, relationship builder, player development, excelling with the X's and O's, the ability to lead both players and the coaching staff and really the university. How are you going to get a guy that can do all those things? That's a tough task, man. Now, I think Dan Lanning, and I said this last month, Dan Lanning looks to me like the best fit at Alabama. Now, he was at Alabama, so he knows the landscape. He knows how to get around Tuscaloosa. Great defensive mind. There's the X's and O's thing. Developing as a young coach under Kirby Smart and Nick Saban. Pretty good coaching tree with Dan Lanning on that one. He's got SEC experience and contacts in the Deep South. Going to help him recruit, be a strong recruiter. He's a relationship builder. Guy's got a personality that's infectious. Does a great job with the media, too. And has done a wonderful job there at Oregon with the Ducks, 22-5 and five in his two seasons there. He's got a $20 million buyout, which would complicate matters a little bit. I'm sure they can come up with that cash, make that happen. Alabama's made a ton of money under Nick Saban. I think Dan Lanning, to me, is the top candidate there at Alabama. Now, Dabo Sweeney. He's one big at Clemson. Hey, he was an Alabama player back in the day. He is a strong recruiter, a relationship builder. They do a good job developing players. He knows the game, the X's and O's of the game. He's got the ability to lead. You know, when I look at Sweeney right now, though, he was so far along in his career at Clemson, unless he's gotten bored running the Clemson organization. I think he's so far along in his uh, path there at Clemson with the Tigers that just not so sure he is a uh, better fit than Dan Lanning at this point in time. In fact, I don't believe he is. And, it's the gum You know, as far as Lanning, the thing I, I did not point out was Dan Lanning is uh, 37 years old. He's a family man. He's got some young children. And I think he would rather raise those children in the Deep South than than out in Oregon. Seems like it's a little bit crazy out there. So I think that factors into your family, factors into this. And then, you know, I think Lane Kiffin, obviously an ex-Alabama offensive coordinator, very innovative with the X's and O's. He can recruit both the high school kids and in the transfer portal. He's really uh, adopted this new age in college football as well as anybody out there. He's embraced this new age of college football and that world they're living in right now. I think those three guys would be at the top of my list, if uh, the list that I've put together. Lanning, Sweeney, Kiffin. The best three fits for the job over at Alabama, <clears throat> in my humble opinion. Hey, if you're out and about, man, looking to uh, get some home improvement done, Ace Hardware is the place to go. <clears throat> Ace Hardware owned and operated. Uh, locally here uh, with Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. All right, final word today. A shout-out to my awesome wife, Kelly Hubbard Ballou. Birthday today. And man, I am so relieved that my wonderful mother-in-law, Vicki, has overnighted with some dry ice the perfect birthday cake for Kelly. We'll uh, put the candles on the cake and blow those out and sing to her later today. Alliterate. And I have obsessed over this birthday cake thing for years. And there have been years where I've totally let her down. I've gone to the wrong bakery, gotten the wrong cake. That has not been good, but I am feeling confident today. All three kids, Audrey's still home from college, so all three of the kids be there to help celebrate. Kelly is a rock, and I am just so blessed to have her as my wife, mother of our children. Happy birthday, honey. It's gonna do it for the Buck Baloo Show today. We got Nick and Chris coming up next on a big day in sports. Sabin yesterday, Belichick today, a lot to get to. Count on six eighty for the latest. And we'll talk to you tomorrow here on The Fan. Thank you both.
4: Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.
3: a $5 minimum balance required.